0: All right, well, we are uh, back in Ephesians, and uh, we're not finishing Ephesians today. We're finishing the last part of Ephesians today, and uh, so in this last section, it's a good time to remind us of really what we've already learned in Ephesians since we started last spring, I think it was, and then we took some breaks, and we've done some things, but Uh, How many of y'all remember the hose? Anybody remember the hose? All right, good. Y'all were around that long. All right, that's good. Um, Well, basically in Ephesians, we start off by learning our wealth. We have lots of wealth. We have unlimited wealth. In fact, we're told in the very beginning of Ephesians that we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. There is no spiritual blessing that you need that you have not already been blessed by. You just have to learn how to walk in it and how to how to fight for it and how to how to access it in all of that. And we'll get to that. But every spiritual blessing you would ever need, he has already given to you. And every single thing that you encounter is an opportunity for good works that he's prepared from the beginning of time. And so the way we looked at this, the illustration we were looking at was that God is this spigot. He's the spigot. All right. And he's. in this spigot uh it's in heaven so let me ask you a question so coming out of heaven uh what what comes out of heaven everything anything dude it's uh, anything you could you have access to everything there is in heaven and when you give your life to god through jesus christ What that means is you give him the authority like Christ did when Christ was on this planet. He said, God the Father, you tell me what I can, what I can not do, what I need, what I don't need. I'm giving you all authority and you work through me on here. And that's what we have. We have the same setup, and so so all blessings, all the spiritual blessings we could ever have, anything we would ever need is in heaven, and so there's nothing that we would run short of, and often God determines what we need, and he determines his will for our life by what he provides. How many of y'all ever like, man, if I just had that? Well, I am just waiting on this instead of digging what you got right now, right? You know, anybody ever get uncomfortable? You're thinking God hadn't really provided what you need yet. Life is about waiting for the next thing. Dude, you're missing it. You're missing what's happening right now. Right now is an opportunity for good works. And if you take every, I mean, y'all believe that if you take every step God asks you to take, you will end up where he wants you to end up. Y'all believe that? But how many of y'all would rather have a little like sign 5 miles down the road and like oh now I know where you want me to go God and then just put your head down and go. How many of y'all would rather do that? Yeah, you well, you think you would, but instead life is much better. It's a it's about the journey. It's the whole journey. What do you want me to do now God? And we do it. And that's what this whole praise jar Hallelujah kettle, jewel bucket, whatever man, dude, what it's about is where you just took the step God wanted you to take and you were blessed and you were able to be a blessing because all everything we need, everything come in our life once we're born again, man, it comes from the spigot of heaven. it is unlimited and in, in the what we learned in Ephesians chapter 1 is we learned that the the means by which God, gives us those blessings is like the hose and the hose is the Holy Spirit of God. And so when you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit, you have all the Holy Spirit you'll ever have, but he doesn't have all of you. And as you surrender and you walk with him, the Holy Spirit is is the means of getting things from heaven down to you. And you are this nozzle. All right. So we got God is the spigot. The Holy Spirit is the hose and you're the nozzle. Who are we missing in this whole thing? Jesus, yeah, man. Uh, and Jesus does a couple of things. Jesus connects us to God. If you had a powerful spigot hooked up and gave you a hose with no connectors, what's going to happen, man? <laughs> You're going to make a mess. It's all over everything. And, and so the only one who can connect us to God is Jesus Christ. He's the fittings. And, and I kept wondering, ever since the beginning of this, I've been trying to throw this hose out. Can you tell? It's been laying on the side of my yard till this morning. I've been trying to throw it out. And this thing came off. Yeah, How many of y'all ever lost one of these things? <laughs> and, and then, or gone to one of those city spigots where they got the special one you need a special wrench to because they don't want you using it, right? How, what good is a spigot if you can't turn it on? If you can't turn, also in Christ, it was just so crazy. I pulled this off and this fell off today. What color is that, y'all? W- who does that represent, y'all? Jesus turns the spigot on for us, but we don't have access to God Almighty until He turns that spigot on. But man, unlike this that keeps falling off because some nut the nut fell off or whatever, you ain't got to worry about that happening with God. But man, what happened is Christ, He He turns the spigot on for us. Hey, Rick, how long has he turned a spigot on for us for? Forever, man. It's like once you got a spigot on, it's now on forever. And so we have Jesus turns a spigot on, connects us to God. God, who is in heaven, pours out all spiritual blessings. Through the hose, which is the Holy Spirit of God. That is the vessel that Jesus was trying to tell the disciples on the night that he was going to be betrayed. He's like, I'm going away. But dude, it's going to be so much better for you that I go away because each of you are going to have me living inside of you. They didn't understand. They couldn't get it. And we still don't even understand, right? Kevin, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. Man, a lot of confusion. But just know he is the vessel that God uses to get the blessings from heaven to you who are the nozzle. Now I'm talking about that, Gary. Gary, remember the you remember the hose, right? And every time you like kind of uh, well, what would cause the if you're connected? Are you connected to Jesus? You're connected to God through Jesus. You got a hose, man. You got the Holy Spirit, right? But and you and you're a nozzle. Uh, would you admit he's a nozzle? He's a nozzle. How many of y'all say I'm a nozzle? <laughs> yeah. And and what would cause what would cause the blessing to not reach the nozzle? A kink in the hose, in the hose man. And and yeah, you know why this hose is kind of kinked right now? Because it ain't been used. It isn't full, dude. When you get a hose full, dude, how hard is it to kink the hose? You know what I'm saying? But when you, you ain't got nothing in the hose, when you ain't been using it, it just gets all kind of kinked up like this right here. All I'd have to do is, is turn the spigot on and this thing go, and straighten up. So a kink in the hose, that's called quenching the Holy Spirit. And according to Ephesians, when we were learning in Ephesians, at the very end of chapter 3, he says, he says, man, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know what he calls grieving the Holy Spirit? Some of you all like to have a list. Well, this grieves the Holy Spirit. You know what grieving the Holy Spirit was according to Ephesians chapter 3? It was acting like you're not saved. Acting like you don't have access to all the spiritual blessings in heaven. Acting like you don't know what your purpose is. Acting like you have to supply all your needs and figure out all your junk instead of just following God. That's kinking the Holy Spirit. So every time you're like, what am I going to do? Oh no, how's this going to work out? Oh no. And in spite of that, how many of y'all, yeah. y'all ever kinked your hoses up really? You know what this is called? It's called worry, ain't it? How many of y'all said, this is what my life looks like?
1: All right. And then all of a sudden, oh man, you get in the word of God.
0: That's the key. You get in the Word of God through a Bible study, through your devotions, through time with God, and God turns the spigot on all of a sudden. <laughs> he unkinks your hose. Quit kinking kink your hose and stop it because here's what the purpose is in all of this.
1: Let me ask you a question. So you are the nozzle, right? Everybody say I'm a nozzle. Emily, say I'm a nozzle.
0: You are a nozzle. All right. And How many I are proud to be a nozzle? <laughs> yeah, man, it's good to be a nozzle, isn't it? And, and so is the purpose Ivory, is the purpose of being a nozzle so I can be like, all right God get open up the spigot so I' keep my so I can just oh, this feels so good. Hey everybody in the hot sun look at me I've got some nice cool water and oh you don't have water huh? look at me Is that the purpose? No but often what are your prayers for? What's your desires of believers is it for yours or is it for others? Woo, it better be about others because we love God. He causes us to love others. That's how you know you're filled with the Spirit. Otherwise, it's selfishness. How many y'all been guilty of being selfish in the last week?
1: My hands are up.
0: All right, I had to hear the word of God last night to change it, man. He had to, poof, he had to open it back up because it's easy to get selfish, isn't it? He wants us to be selfless. That's how we know we are filled with the Spirit. That's how we know that we're walking in the riches, the wealth that he has given us. Because what am I supposed to be doing with this nozzle? If I got a nozzle and I'm full of God, he's got the spigot on, what am I supposed to be doing with this nozzle? Dude, I'm supposed to be blasting you. Man, I'm blasting you. Everybody, I'm just... And what happens when I blast you? You are gonna be and you change the environment, the atmosphere. But do I get any sprinkles on me? Yeah, dude. Y'all ever, yeah. If I blast her, am I it's gonna spray out on everybody, but it's gonna spray back on me. You're gonna get it, but yet the world and our flesh and the devil wants us to believe, no, this is what being all filled with God is about. Ooh, look at me, world. You wanna be like me? Give your life to Jesus and you can be like me. No. This is what it is, man. Hey, I'm filled with Jesus, boom, and I'm refreshing others, and I'm getting splashed. I'm getting soaked. Amen? Yeah, that's what Ephesians is telling us in this. And so here's what he says in the book of Ephesians. The first, and you go back and read it, man. I read the whole thing again last night, preparing for this part of chapter 6 that we're getting ready to jump into. But the very beginning, of chapters 1, 2, and 3, he says, you are wealthy, you are wealthy, man. You are wealthy beyond compare. Everything that you would ever need, you are wealthy. In fact, read verses or chapters 1 through 3 when you go home this afternoon. If you're thinking you're poor, oh, poor is me. I don't, you know, my life. Man, go read 1 through 3 and see what you have in Christ Jesus. You'll see this hose. You'll see the spigot. You'll see Christ. You'll see the Holy Spirit. You'll see all of it. But you'll also see, you'll just see your wealth. The wealth that the world can't take away. You'll see wealth that, that money can't buy. And I'm not saying, dude, it's perfect, man. We saw from 2,600 to 25,000, right? Is, it, 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 is either one a greater miracle? No, they're both beautiful, what we saw today. And we're talking about all the different ways God can bless.
1: It all comes from heaven, goes
0: through the Holy Spirit, and and that's connected by Christ, man. And it comes through somebody's spigot, man. And in who, whose spigot did it come from? was that?
1: Yeah yeah, and he even used some
0: like some satanic like uh, car company, right? I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it all belongs to him. Everybody's a pawn. They're all pawns for him. It's all fulfilling his purpose. We don't ever need to freak out. But we have wealth. That's chapters one, two and three. Go back and read those today. Then you get into chapter four and five and he says, uh, he says, now walk in that wealth." Yeah, because well, what good is the wealth if you don't use it? He said, now you walk in it. And, you know, walking in it ain't kind of what we thought. Walking in it was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Here you guys are. Y'all remember this message? We're all in the back seat of the Rambler. <laughs> we're, we're headed to paradise, but we're not there yet. We're all crowded in the back seat of a vehicle right now, right? And, 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 and this person's trying to be the biggest, baddest person in the backseat. This person's trying to be the most important. We're all jockeying for our positions back there. We're fighting. We're, no, oh, this is my space. I'm you know, We're all in the backseat of the rambler. And, and as believers, what we're supposed to be doing in the backseat
1: is have communication with the driver,
0: which is God. And God, and we represent God, everybody else in that back seat, not only by the way we act. What we're telling them. Hey, this is really what the driver wants. Hey, in just a little while, this car's gonna stop. And and some of us are gonna get out and go to and go to heaven. The rest of you guys are driving off the cliff. <laughs> you, you guys, guys drive, driving off the cliff, dude. Hey, you don't have to. The the driver says this is his rules, how to worship him, how, how what he requires, the sacrifice of love that he provided for you to have eternal life. This is what that's what our job is in the backseat of the rambler, guys. That's it. Not trying to be the biggest batter, baddest backseat rambler rider there is. We're back here to tell everybody how. But when the car stops for eternity in heaven, everybody gets out and goes. And if we're all worried about he's touching me, y'all remember that from your little sister days, little brother, they're touching me, and all of a sudden, and mom and Dad, "Don't." How many of y'all had a mom said, "Don't flip, make me flip flop you." If you didn't, you didn't grow up in Florida. You grew up somewhere else, right?
1: that dang flip-flop will reach a long way, man. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> and and, and so, so, yeah, but we're in the back seat, and that's all we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be enjoying the ride. We're supposed to be realizing, oh, God, that smelly person next to me right now, oh, God, put that person next to me right now for more important than my olfactory satisfaction, you know? It's like I'm supposed to be sharing the gospel with them. I'm supposed to be telling them what the driver wants to have happen here because soon, how many of y'all believe that the vehicle's going to stop soon. It's going to stop soon, drop some people off, and the rest of the vehicle's going over the cliff, folks. Is it going to matter who's the most powerful one in the backseat of the Rambler at that point in time? No. What a horrible thing to watch it go off the cliff and then look back and say, all I cared about, well, well, he was touching me. (laughs) Well, he deserved... No, no, man, If you understand that's what's going to happen, you understand your purpose. And so he says, man, he said, first first three chapters, you got wealth. You got wealth. You were blessed beyond measure. He said, now walk in that wealth. And I love what you even said about your husband and submission, because we preached on that maybe a month ago or so, you know, because submission is not lining up under somebody. It's lining up under the mission that God has given you. We all are under somebody in our marriage. Yeah, God put him in charge. That's a tough position, huh? <clears throat> Go back and listen to that. Me- no, I'm not. Not of everything, but <laughs> I ain't got time to re-preach that message now. But I'm just saying. I'm saying you're a team. One of y'all is quarterback. One of y'all the defense. Is the offensive line. Which one's more important? Go ask Miami's uh, quarterback. I'm just saying. I'm just, yeah, I got, both of them are. You got to play your position because you got a starting position on this team. But 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 in all of it, it was beautiful. That's part of walking in your wealth, knowing that man, we got a position. I got a starting position on God's team, and I need to submit to the head coach and do my part in this. And, and, and children, obey your parents, employees, be the best employer. We've gone through all of those things. Think of others more than yourself. Realize what you have, man, and want to bring others back in there. So we start off with chapters 1 through 3, man. You are wealthy beyond measure. Chapters 4 and 5 and the very beginning of 6, walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Walk worthy of your calling. You've been called to walk and represent God on this planet. Walk worthy in it.
1: That is what your job is. And go back and read. That's what I had to do last night. I had to go back in those two chapters. As soon as I walked, read those two chapters, it was just like, oh,
0: I'm an idiot. <laughs> and y'all ever read the Bible and say, I'm an idiot? <laughs> and God just say, oh, I've been focusing on the wrong time. All right. Woo. Good. All right. And before he goes off the cliff, I get to get out. Amen. That's all that matters in that. The Word of God changes your life. That's why it's there. So we've got,
1: man, we've got your wealth. Now walk in
0: it. But here's where Paul says, now Paul wrote this from prison. He's sitting there chained with a bunch of soldiers. So when he talks about the armor of God, he's kind of looking around going, wow, what a great illustration. <laughs> you know, he just like Jesus. He looked at what was around him, and it all helped him see life from God's perspective.
1: And, and all of this. And he said, wow, okay, so I've told them about their wealth.
0: Now, I've told them they got to walk in it. But you know what? When you walk in the wealth that you have... Uh, let me ask you a question. I don't care if it's coming from heaven or not. Does everybody really... And does everybody in that trailer park where you live in a want to be sprayed with God? No. Any of y'all ever sprayed somebody with some God and they didn't care for it too much? They were like a cat. Oh, oh, no! Dog man is like, yeah, give me some more, right?
1: And I'm not making fun of cat
0: people, all right? You don't care about cat. But anyways, <laughs> I live with them, man. It's all good. I married a cat person, and right now we have a dog, and well, you pray for us. But anyways, but,
1: but in that, man, you ever spray
0: somebody with Christ? I mean, literally with love. You really, you represent, the world doesn't like it. And he says, so what there's going to be, he said, you got wealth, walk in your wealth, But know that if you walk in that wealth, there's going to have to be some warfare. Not a matter of if, it's when. It's going to happen. Hey, so let me ask you a question. How many of y'all now know the difference between a tropical storm watch and a tropical storm warning? Everybody know the difference? A hurricane watch and a hurricane warning. How about a storm surge watch and a storm surge warning? When we have a watch, what does a watch mean? It means within, I think, 24, 36 hours, something like that, there might just be some conditions. There just might be some conditions that are going to, you know. But but before that, if you're really, you know, we're keeping a good eye on it, and we're going to turn that watch into a warning. We're just kind of letting you know, hey, if there's a watch going on, it might flood. What should you possibly do with your stuff? Move it, put it up, or say, I don't care about it. One of the two, whatever. A tropical storm or hurricane, watch There's a watch. What do you do? You at least mentally sort of think, what could we do if this turns into a warning?
1: Because a watch doesn't necessarily require a lot of effort or whatever. And I think that often
0: we treat our spiritual warfare that way.
1: We look at it as though it is a spiritual warfare
0: watch. Here I am going through my normal life. Oh, God is good. Everything's great. And, you know, just in case we have some warfare going on, just in case the devil wants to attack today, use this world, use this world, just in case, oh, yeah, I've got the armor of God memorized, and I think I can apply it if I have to. But, boy, I am going to do everything in my life to not be able to, oh, here it is. Oh, Chris is the devil. I'm going this way. Oh, there's this person. I'm not, he's not really. But, I, I I mean, how many of y'all know you're in a full-on battle 24-7? If you don't know you are, you're going to fail in that battle.
1: Today, NFL football,
0: when they go out on the field, what percentage of their mind is thinking about the next play? The battle. If you're the quarterback, how much do you want the front line paying attention to the fact that the defense is going to come in and kill you? Do you want, how many of them do you want paying attention How much effort do you want them putting in? Because guaranteed, as soon as the snap happens, what's the defense going to do? They're coming for you, baby. It's guaranteed. I've never seen the defense say, yeah, we're going to take a break. Go ahead. (laughs) And we have an enemy that is like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He can't have you for eternity. So he wants to mess your life up right now. In fact, check this out. This is a cool thing to think about.
1: Can the devil do anything to
0: God, Rick? Can he do anything to God? No. He can't do anything to God. Just like, just like Terry, can 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 a little pipsqueak kid in your neighborhood do anything to you? No, not really. If I throw eggs at your house. I'm not trying to do anything. Do kids egg houses anymore? No, eggs are too expensive, aren't they? anyways but, Toilet paper! Oh my goodness, remember we toilet paper houses back in the day? Now my wife and I would be collecting it, rolling it back up, Woo, saving that for the next pandemic. But anyways, <laughs> but can a little kid do anything in your house to, to hurt you personally? No. But what? He, what can he do? What? Who can he attack to hurt you? Who? Your kids. Your kids. And, and what happens when they attack your kids? yeah, you might <laughs> go to jail. I'm just saying, you, you try to handle it in different ways. But so can the devil do anything to hurt God? No, can't do a thing to hurt God. But does it hurt God? Who, so who can, how can he hurt God? Who does he attack in order to hurt God? How many of y'all are kids? How many of y'all know Dave, the devil hates God? And would love nothing more to mess God's day up if, as much as he possibly could. But the cool thing about it is when he does attack, God has to give him permission to attack. And God has good in store for us when that happens. It's for our good in his glory if we respond the correct way. But he is always trying because if he can get you. How many y'all ever failed in an attack
1: and you did exactly what the devil wanted you to do?
0: You lost faith in God. That's all he wants you to do is lose faith in God.
1: How many of y'all ever done that? Anybody? Yeah. Devil
0: succeeded. And and, and I got to say, I'm I'm anthropomorphizing somehow because I don't understand God, but I know it breaks his heart
1: because God has set you up to succeed in this. That's why this is so
0: crucial and important. So he says, I've given you all this wealth. Here's when you walk in it. But know that when you walk in this wealth, there is going to be warfare. There's going to be. It is not a hurricane watch. Ooh, we might have hurricane winds. It is a warning. It is a full on cat five coming your way with storm surge, with everything. And again, you've seen the pictures of what happens, right? You've seen Fort Myers, right? Which, by the way, I, if you go on my Facebook page, I, I keep posting something. I have a friend of mine. I, man, it's so overwhelming sometimes of the damage and what's going on. It's like, God, what do you want us to do? And God put it on my heart my friend named Billy Cass,
1: he's an old country preacher.
0: He uh, got a little church, seventy people or whatever. But the dude, he's a commercial fisherman. He's a he's just a, he's a Florida cracker dude. He's old. School. He's a little older than me, dude. He he was in Fort Myers before they built all those golf course companies or all those golf course uh, you know condos higher than him. He used to be the high property. Now he's the low property because everything they built higher and it all drains in his. He's over there. He's a country preacher. He's a great guy. He's a singer, the original Jimmy Buffett, dude. I can hook you up with some of his music if you like that kind of stuff. But it's all about mullet fishing and stuff like that, Zane.
1: And by the way, Zane, I did like your boots. I wasn't making fun of your boots, dude. I was like, dude, where do you get them things at? I got some nice,
0: I got some,
1: I got some Grundin' flip-flops, man. Did you even know Grundon makes flip-flops? I'm just saying. But
0: anyways, this guy, Billy Cass, I was just praying and I'm posting on my Facebook. If you're not Facebook friends you, or if you're not on Facebook, I, I, I'm just throwing it there. But he's posting things
1: saying, hey, you know, I could, I could use some rec
0: gas. <laughs> uh, I, got five, I got five gallons left, and he's saying that there's miles and miles. He lives in Port Charlotte. Miles and miles and miles of power lines down, and they expect to be on generators for months. God knows how long, man.
1: Today or yesterday, uh, you know, somebody did bring him five gallons, different stuff, but he's, he's not begging, not looking for stuff, but he's just posting, and I'm posting it again, and all I've been led to do is post it and say, man, if you, if you see this, pray for them.
0: Use this to pray for them, and if God wants you to use you to meet a need, let me, you know, then, then meet it somehow. But if you're looking for a way to meet a need, if we were to get this guy some money, and by the way, if we were to get messed up in a hurricane, you know what I want from you? I'd love you to come help me do different stuff, but as opposed to giving me stuff maybe that I don't need, I'd love some money. <laughs> How many of y'all love some money?
1: Isn't that true in Haiti? Isn't money a good thing to send you missionaries? It don't get called by customs, does it?
0: No, do money, you now have the ability to barter and do what you need to do. What's that? Cash work? Yeah, for right now it does. <laughs> Until they can all change that. But, so again, if you're looking for a way to help or whatever, you're looking for something. I don't know. Man, my buddy Billy Cass, he's like one of those guys like these missionaries in Haiti where I know if I could get him some money. Dude, he loves God, so who does, who's God going to cause him to love? And so guess how much money he's going to spend on himself. <laughs> Probably none, dude. He's going to take his little jumbo, you know, and fire it up, and he's going to be delivering supplies to everybody that he knows. And he's going to be blessed because of it, man. So again, uh, that's just a side note on all this.
1: But my point is in this, if you know
0: that the storm's coming,
1: you know the flood's coming, you know you've got to take some sort of precautions.
0: It's, we are not in a, in a spiritual warfare warn, uh, uh, spiritual warfare. What, watch. No,
1: we're not in a watch.
0: We're in a warning, and that's what he says. So let's take a look at this. We're talking about the whole armor of God, and we'll see how far we get today. So the whole armor of God. How, hey, Laura, how much armor does God want us to apply? The whole armor of God. Man, y'all remember the Malcolm Seltzer commercials? Anybody old enough to remember? I can't believe I ate the... Oh, yeah. Y'all remember when there were commercials for things. I I'll Leave that there. I'll leave it there. I want to trip over it. It reminds me of what I'm preaching on. All right. So, All right. There we go. And uh, yeah, so the whole armor of God. All right. All right. So here we go. Let's uh, hang on, JJ. I want to go to verse 10. Oh, there we go. Back. Let me go back. Give me at verse 10. All right. Finally. <laughs> you ever look at the clock and see it's 11 o'clock and the pastor says, finally. Well, you know what that means with Paul? Exactly what it means with me. It just means, what it means is, therefore, it's therefore, because you have all this spiritual wealth, because you have been walking in it you need to do this. If you, uh, An old country preacher one time said, if you ain't met the devil today, you're probably going his way. And you all ever heard that before? If you ain't met the devil today, you're probably going his way. If all your life is to avoid stress and stress, you're probably sitting on the sidelines. You're not on the front line for God. How many of you do know when you get on the front line for God, the enemy attacks? And we have three enemies. We have Satan, which is not omniscient, omnipresent, or um any of the omni stuff man what's the other one i'm forgetting man he he doesn't know everything he isn't everywhere he can't do everything he's limited a created being man and so he's probably not the one attacking but he has an elaborate world system we're going to see and you have flesh that loves that world system and that's how we get attacked how many of y'all have ever tried to go the next step with christ and received opposition? I'm going to read the word now. Man, I'm going to dig. Now, maybe you know, Let me listen. If you go on the uh, just so everybody knows they're not weird. Somebody's like, I ain't raising my hand, dude. Because <laughs> I've been thinking that without a, you know, Eric, I appreciate what you shared.
1: Because so many people think the bad stuff that happens to them is guilt. I'm getting punished. Hey, if you're a child of God, does he punish you?
0: No, he took your punishment to the cross. You are being corrected. We call it chastising. And, and it could be a slow, a small, simple voice to say, "Hey, do it this way." Through His Word. But if you don't listen, it may be a little rod of correction.
1: But He wants to correct you because He loves you too much to leave you in the
0: situation that you are in right now. Aren't you glad? So, man, in this, He says, "Finally, because you have this wealth, because you're using it for Me, know that the enemy is going to attack." He's going to use the elaborate world system, and your flesh, when you feed it, is going to dig it and and, and jump after it all the time, like bait on a hook, man. Bait on a hook. Man, oh, I got to just throw this a little. Keone and I, when it gets a little warm, uh, cooler,
1: we go out to the pastures, pasture
0: out with some uh, 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 with some ponds, and it's got artesian wells. I don't think they're building houses on this one yet. They're going to, but not yet. And anyways, we go out there, and we take this little fishing pole with a bobber, and, and, and we go to catch bluegill. what do we put on the hook? You think worms, dude, did y'all ever worm fish or are y'all too sophisticated for that? Now y'all got dragged them big. Worm fishing is awesome, man. We go to Walmart and we buy some worms, man. Yeah, I know you're like, well, you could dig them up. Well, you come over my house and dig some up and give them to me. And I'll be glad for that. But we go to Walmart and we buy some worms and we stick them on there. And the natural colored worms, man, oh, they bite them. They go for them. One time, during the supply chain crisis, I think during COVID or something, all we could find were these lime green chartreuse worms. And there were tons of them. You know why there were tons of them? Help me out. Because it didn't work. We bought them. We put them on the hook, man. And then fish were like, you think I'm so stupid I'm going to bite these things? But by the end of the pandemic, 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 whatever it's called, by the end of all of this, guess what them fish were biting? Chartreuse green worms. I put in front of him so many times. One of them said, I'm going to try that. And he never heard from the other guy because he ended up in He never heard from him. So like, well, another guy said, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. It got presented enough times where all of a sudden it didn't even matter. That's why we got to go back in the word of God because the word of God would have told that little bluegill would have said, if you see a chartreuse green worm, do not bite. It's not real.
1: That's what the word of God is. It tells us what's real and what's
0: not real in all of that. So he says, finally, look what he says. Ashley, don't worry about it. It's reminding me to keep on track, all right? All right, so every time you do that, you get me on track again. I'm sorry, man, it's just adding time to it. No, all right, finally. So that's what he means by finally. He said, because of the wealth, because you're walking in it, you're going to be attacked. Finally, look what he says, be strong. How many of y'all ever tried to be strong under attack and failed? How many of y'all didn't have enough strength? You know why? It even says in Proverbs, I posted it the last week or the week before, you know,
1: it, because it's your own
0: strength. If, if you don't have what it takes to get through it, man, you're weak. How I many of y'all admit you're weak? I got no strength. I can't. And that's always telling us. Oh, oh, fight the devil. Fight the... No. You know, the best way to fight the devil is follow the Lord. If I ain't said none good all day, that's what I'm saying right now. Y'all, y'all help me out with that. The best way to fight the devil is to? That's it. I don't need your magic potions and incantations and decrees and blah, blah, blah. There's nowhere where you're told to talk to the devil. You'll see some places where Jesus talked to him and everything. You cannot show me any place in Scripture where you're supposed to talk to the devil. You are not a match for him. Why would you talk to the devil if you've got Jesus fighting to fight for you?
1: Dude,
0: I just want to make sure I'm on Jesus' is back. I almost was gonna bring Zane up here, man, and make him like God, and I was gonna jump on his back, but I know his back ain't real good right now. I was gonna jump on his back and it's like, yeah, go get him, Zane. Get him. We're not supposed to, we the best way to fight the devil is to follow Jesus. In fact, James gives us the only thing he says. He said, Hey, resist the devil and he'll what? Flee.
1: <laughs> That's our instruction. Resist the devil and we'll flee. How do you resist them?
0: You follow God. And God takes care of the rest. So finally, be strong. But he says, be strong in what? In the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And this is the beauty of Ephesians, part of our wealth. We are in who? Who are we in? The Lord. So it's almost like you're in this giant... Oh, what are those things called? Anybody know about transformers? I don't know. You're like in this big, giant transformer. Who's the Lord? Who can who can destroy anything you're inside it is that how transformers work i don't know is, uh, that's what i'm imagining when i watch kelly playing with me like, you're in this transformer. it's like you can destroy anything that's what you're in the lord but what would happen if you're in the middle of a fight with another big old transformer and you jump out and you're like oh yeah come on <laughs> that's being out of the lord now positionally you're always in the lord but don't jump out of the Lord to go fight the devil. <laughs> stay in the Lord. The best way to fight the devil is follow the Lord. Stay in him. Stay in his promises. You have heard the illustration, it's like an umbrella. Dude, can you imagine being a little, you got an umbrella and you're out there and you got a rainstorm and, and, and is, the umbrella's going to work as long as what, Jack? You stay under, right? Uh, yeah, here's Jack and Destiny walking down, walking down, and and and, and, and 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 you got one umbrella, and all of a sudden you put it over you. What's she gonna be doing? She'll be getting what? You you got to stay under the umbrella. You got to stay under his authority. You stay under his word.
1: Man, that's what happens when the fights
0: come. When the if we would have got the storm surge, if we would have got the hurricane, if it would have been different for us right now, y'all know it could have been. But by God's sake, and, it, and don't ever, don't ever, don't ever tell me, oh, we prayed the hurricane away. Don't tell me that bad theology because you're telling me over there in Fort Myers they didn't have strong enough prayers. One day right here, man, we had Hurricane Matthew coming across on a Saturday. And in fact, JJ and I came on Friday night, and we took all the equipment thing, and we ain't ever gonna worship here no more. There's gonna be her, cry, there's gonna be Cat Four winds hitting this place right now. It's gonna be hitting it. And and sure enough, in the middle of the night, what did what did Hurricane Matthew? J JJ's first hurricane. And he's like, Oh, I can't wait to see all the destruction. And man, Jim Cantore weather channel. I got my video camera ready to go, and we were gonna do it all. But in the middle of the night, what did it do at Freeport? It took a 40-mile jog to the east. And when it passed us, guess how far the Cat Four winds were from Windmill Village right here? 40 miles. Then it went up and flooded and tore up St. Augustine. Oh, it made me so mad. Oh, we prayed the hurricane. Like, you're telling me that people in St. Augustine didn't? You can pray. Pray for God's mercy. Pray to see life from God's perspective. But you would be praying, be just excited about God's answer prayers when the hurricane hits you as to what God wanted to do. You take what God has ordained and what God has brought in your life, you see it from his perspective, and roll with it. And know that God has great things. Hurricane Andrew, listen to this, man. In the Bible, I'll never forget this. God showed me I'm like, oh, God, how could you have such a devastating hurricane with Andrew? And God put this in my heart. I was in Orlando at the time. When you see the apostle Andrew in scripture, what's he always doing? What's he always doing, y'all? He's bringing somebody to Jesus. I was on my knees, on my face, praying for people that were in a path to Andrew. And I found out you were in Andrew, right, Benjamin? You you've been through Andrew, and, and and I was praying for you, whether you knew it or not. I'm praying, and God said, "Man, this hurricane. Yes, it's going to damage a lot of stuff, but stuff is stuff. From twenty six hundred dollars to twenty six thousand to whatever. He owns a cattle of a thousand hills, and maybe he does not want to so dependent on stuff. But whatever, bottom line is." So many people got brought to Jesus through that. Everything God does is for his glory and our good. If you lose all your junk and come to Jesus, what's more valuable? Amen. Now you know how to pray for this. But you be need to go over there and serve. You need to go over there and help. You need to go, go in and give. But at the same time, man, don't just do that. Make sure you're representing Christ and you're sharing with them eternal life. That's the real reason God's got all done. So he says, finally, be strong in the Lord, in the Lord, stay in the Lord. How do you stay in the Lord? How do you stay under the umbrella? In a hurricane, man, you got a bombproof shelter and there's a cat five, Sam, like you little fifth wheel. Y'all wrote it out in, right, man. You felt like you were in the Lord. I mean, literally in the Lord, you were because you certainly weren't in a shelter. All right. You didn't know your neighbors went over to Ashley and JJ's house, all right? That's how much they cared about you. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. (laughs) But but in that, would you recommend, if you're getting hit by a cat five, to go hang out in your fifth wheel? No, No, not at all, but it's the best you got right there. But God is not like your fifth wheel. God is like a bona fide bomb shelter that is impervious to everything. And so you're not going to suffer any consequences as long as you do what? You stay in it. But when you get out from it, you have now made yourself vulnerable. How many of y'all saw the picture of the dude? Now I'm sure there's many, but there was a picture of the dude who went out on the South Jetty during her, you know, before the hurricane, and he got knocked off. Y'all didn't see that Facebook picture? Steve, yeah, you put a little smiley face like you were laughing at him, weren't you? No, I'm just, but the dude went out on the jetty where waves are crashing over the jetty, and what do you think happened to him, Chuck? Let's just take a guess. (laughs) He got swept over, and there's his wife trying to pull, or somebody uh, trying to pull him back in. Dude, don't go out on the jetty. And that's what God's word says. God's word says, don't go here, don't do this. Man, stay here. Here's the authority of his word. That's why we've got to be in it over and over and over again. Because how many of y'all got a propensity to wander? (laughs) Yeah. So he says, be strong in who? The Lord, the way you're strong in the Lord is staying under the authority of his word, trusting his promises. Even when your roof gets ripped off and God says, stay right here, stay right there. Even when you got some crazy dude, man. <laughs> dude, that's pretty crazy prophecy right there, man. I'm just saying. But there ain't no, nobody can tell you that that ain't true, is it? You own it now. I'm just saying you do what God says to do. That's how you stay strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Check this out, the strength of his might. Here's where the whole key of it is might. Uh, Hey, Chuck, we talk about this in Bible study all the time. How mighty is God? Almighty. Everybody say, God is is what? Almighty. Hey, so Matthew Zimba back there, I know you don't like to be pulled out in church and talk, but I'm picking you up anyways, man. If he's almighty, how much might does he have, brother? And how much do you have? None, if he's got it all, right? He is almighty. And that's what this is talking about. So it says, be strong in the Lord. A lot of times we read and say, all right, I'm being strong, I'm being strong. Read the whole verse. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his what? And his might is what? Almighty. And so here's the way it works in the Greek. This almighty or this might, it's a reservoir of might. There's a reservoir of might, of power, right? Right? All right, And again, how much is in God's reservoir of might? There ain't no might anywhere else other than worth God's might. And so you're in that, all right? Now what he says, he said, so you're in the middle, you're in this reservoir of God's might. He said, be strong in the Lord and in his strength. So, so there's all this might, but when you need it, that's what the strength is. The strength is when you actually need it to use it. Devin, you walk into the gym, right? You walk into the gym, and, and you got muscles, right? Rah, and I see all those weights, right? Rah. you ever hear anybody talk in the gym? Oh, dude, I can lift that. I can do this. I can do... Uh, when do you... There, you have a, Do you have a reservoir? I would, I would... Devin, can you stand up for a minute? Come on, man, just stand. I didn't bring you... I'm not gonna bring you up, man. Devin, can you flex for us, man? No. <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna have to suffice, all right? All right, go ahead. I, Devin, I just can't pull it off anymore, brother. I can't, I can't even suck this in to make it go up here no more. It don't work. Y'all know in your 40s you still can do that, right? No, I'm getting fifties, but, but, but man, you have a reservoir of strength, right? A reservoir of might in those young muscles of yours. But when do you actually get to test them? When do you get to actually use them? Do you, are you using them right now? Well, I am now, now that I'm flexing in here. No. But when? No, seriously, when do you get to use the reservoir of might that you have? When you start, uh, you're used to me answering your questions for you in Bible study, right? <laughs> but, so you've got this reservoir of might, but you're not using the strength of it until you actually do something. Y'all get that? We got all this strength, just like the wealth we have that we were told in chapters one through three. Now he says, walk in it. Ooh, what? (laughs) Walk in it. And then there's going to be warfare. So when there's warfare, God is how how mighty Chuck? Almighty. Almighty. So you got almighty God, you're in his reservoir, and now you're going to need to use God's strength. But if you ain't doing nothing for God, if you're sitting on the sidelines, how much of his strength are you realizing? And that's the easiest way to buy into the devil's lies. Oh, God ain't really, well, no, because you know what? You're like this hose that ain't been hooked up for a long time. Again, what's going to make this hose solid? When I start pumping some water through it, buddy, it's going to get solid again. And that's what it's talking about. Dude, you've got a... How powerful is this spigot? It's more powerful than any fire hose, any, any you know the fire hydrant, anything. It's powerful. And then you've got a hose that's adequate. But when are you going to actually experience that almightiness? When are you going to need the strength when you pull the trigger on the nozzle to get somebody wet? Only when you're using it. So again, it's not—he's not saying, "Oh, sit back and use it when you need." It. He's no. This is a warning. This is—you're going to need this all the time. If you're not experiencing the devil, you're probably going his way. When you step out for the Lord, you're going to encounter things that are going to take more than the strength that you have. Russ and Rena, you ever experienced that? You ever experience things where you need more strength than what you can muster? Have you even tried to live in your own strength recently? Sometimes, but, but man, sometimes God makes life so tough. You, you just lay down and die and say, God, you don't do it. It's not getting done. But your trust in him, it pushes you closer to him. If this is God and, and this is you, and you don't let pressure get between you, what's happening? You and God are getting tighter, but what if you let pressure get between What if you start being strong in your own might, in your own resources, in your own wisdom, your own logic? Because it gets scary when we don't know what's going on, but isn't that the true definition of following? If you know what's happening next, are you really following? No. And that's what faith is. So you got to step out and do something. you got to step out. Understand each encounter you have is a divine encounter man, you just had a terrible crash mountain biking, right? And you look way better than your husband described you, man. You must have done some healing, right? All right, we'll be praying for your TMJ. Good, good. Yeah, but but, man, were you expecting that day when you went out riding bikes that, oh, dude, I'm going to end up in the hospital with certain reasons. No. Who allowed that? Yeah. And he's got a purpose in that. It's often what well, you've heard people say before, you can get bitter or you can get better. You better realize that every single thing is a divine encounter. And you got to do what he wants you to do with it. But you can't do it in your own strength. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. He is a reservoir of might. But until you step out, what if, what, if, what if you're there and you see an opportunity? Like you see an opportunity, the Holy Spirit prompted you to talk to your cousin, to talk, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to say. Oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, no, it's never going to work out. How many of y'all have done that? You got an assignment from God and you're like, oh, no, I, I, can't, I can't pull that off. Oh, no, I can't do it. But instead, you're like, all right, here we go, God. <laughs> if God didn't give you the words, if God didn't give you that, what would it have even happened? And that's what's true on every one of these praise jar things. you got to step out. you got to pump the iron to actually take advantage of the might. You've got, you've got to do something sitting over here. Don't ever say, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, God. No, oh, no, I'll never. No, you won't be able to. Is that really all you ever want in life is to be a part of something you're able to do? That's a good question. Think about that. Is that all you want out of life as a believer? Knowing Ephesians told us about our wealth, told us we're supposed to be walking, and told us is that all you really want out of your life is I only want to live within my boundaries. I only want to do what I think I can pull off. How many of y'all would like to be part of something supernatural that only God could get blamed for? Because <laughs> when it happens, Maximus, dude, who gets credit? Now, I know she pushed five times, big deal. No, I'm, just, no, I'm messing with you. I'm not worthy. He was 10 pounds. I've already said that. <laughs> <laughs> but dude who gets credit for that so much so you named him so he would God would get the credit how many of y'all want to be a part of something so supernatural only God can get blamed for dude if you want but understand when you pray that way when you see situations that way it's going to take you outside your comfort zone take you outside your strength take you outside your abilities and sometimes it can be downright scary can it But who gets the credit? God gets the credit. He and you just get to be part of a cool story, and give him the glory. Ooh, that rhymes. Y'all should write a song, part of the story and give him the glory. No, I'm just not using it. <laughs> it's probably already a hymn somewhere, man. I'm like, but listen. I know we only covered this one verse because look how long this one is. We won't get to that today. But, but I really believe this is what God wants us to know. Whatever you're facing today, maybe you're gonna help somebody who's over there on the other coast. Maybe you're gonna help somebody, Orlando, dude. They're still torn up. Dude, all over the place. We're, why would God let us be one of the few places to be spared in the whole state? Is so we, oh, I know why. So we can go, oh yeah, look at me. <laughs> Is that why? Now you know what God's done? It's given us the ability. So pray and see what he wants you to do. But understand, every situation you encounter in life is a divine opportunity. Super quick, go back. All right, I'll end on this. Somebody's got a Bible. Lucinda, you got a Bible, right? Go to Ephesians 2 and read 8, 9, and 10 for me. Here, do we have a microphone for Lucinda? Will this microphone work? All right, just because... Uh, is it on? Okay. Eight, nine, and ten. Stop. And I'm going to interrupt you in between them. All right. Are we there, Jay? There now.
1: For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves.
0: Okay, if... stop, stop. You have been saved by grace through faith, and it's not of yourself. So how many of y'all saved yourself? No, God saved you. And if God saved, hey, Brandon, if God saved you, who's keeping you saved, bro? Yeah. What would what would you what would happen if MJ is supposed to keep you saved? What if men Jake, you imagine how freaked out you'd be if your dad was supposed to keep you saved? You'd be lost a bunch of times. you have to keep getting saved, keep him back, keep all those things. No. God's keeping you saved because God's the one who saved you to begin with. Go ahead, Lucinda.
1: It is the gift of God.
0: Oh, so wait a minute, it's a gift. it's a gift. What does a gift mean? How much did you have to pay for that gift? Because you had to pay something if you had to pay something, it wasn't a gift. He gave it to you and what do you have to do for a gift to be yours? Here's a gift, Kathy. Here's a gift. What do you gotta do for it to be yours? You, 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 all you got now that's afterwards, but all you do is take it. If you don't take it, it's not yours. And I could chase you around your whole life and it's not yours, even though it's meant for you. But he gave it to you. It's a gift. Didn't cost nothing. It was a gift, the best gift we had. Good. Listen. To,
1: not by works, so that no one can boast.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you know, so Linux said, oh, listen, oh, yeah, well, I've done more work for God than you have. No, 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 it's not about what he gave it to us, man. And, and so nobody could boast. Who gets the credit for our salvation for eternity? God. Pearly Gates, dude. I got to say this, man. Pearly Gates. You're like, oh, he just said he's going to read one verse here. But, man, think of Pearly Gates. I think they're 24 miles high. And Sam, how's a pearl made? Yeah, an oyster makes it, okay. And then what has to get inside an oyster, Jack? Some kind of irritation gets inside that oyster. All right, so God's the oyster. Have you ever put an irritation into God? Yeah, have you ever irritated your wife? Then you've irritated God. No, I'm just saying, all right? So you, but, but God took that irritation and secreted junk all over it called grace and faith. And he made something beautiful. So every time in heaven, when I look, wherever I look and I see the pearly gates, I'm going to be looking and saying, oh, you took my irritation and made it into a beautiful pearl. Hopefully I get to eat some of them oysters, too. But I'm just saying, man, there it is. It's by him. He gets credit for it all. Okay, go ahead. Now, why did he save you? Go ahead.
1: For we are God's handiwork.
0: You're his handiwork. Hey, Scott, tell your wife, say, I'm God's handiwork. That's right because she may not appreciate the handiwork all the time. All right. I just want you to, you are God's handiwork. God created. Does God make any junk y'all? No, God don't make junk. God, you're his handiwork. Go ahead.
1: Created in Christ Jesus. To oh, oh, wait, wait.
0: Handiwork. What did it say? Be strong in the Lord. So you are created in the Lord. All right. So you're already there at salvation. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Created sorry, in but. Christ Jesus to do good works. Oh,
0: hang on, Andy. What were you created in Christ Jesus to do? Good works. When always, always you are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. The when's the good works going to come? Hey, Julie, when's the good work going to come? I don't know. I'm waiting on it, man. No, it's right now. Every situation's an opportunity for good works. And how long ago did God create those good works? Tell us that, please. Just read it. It'll say okay.
1: it. <laughs> which God prepared in advance for us to do.
0: Oh, God prepared them in advance for us to do. So before he, you were even born again, God prepared your life for good works. So if he's got good works for you, Skylar, do you think that he's going to give you everything you need to do it? Yeah, so the opportunity to help Emily's furniture together that I didn't put together. I was in management mode, all right, trying to show you what it looks like. Your dad, he was telling me about management mode, how he's the guy who's watching people work, right? You know, I got to be that guy yesterday watching him. Do you know who hooked you up to do that? It wasn't me suckering you into it. Who hooked you up to do that That good work? And how long ago did he hook you up to do it? From the beginning of time. I'm just saying, That's what it's about. So in conclusion on this, now, I I know you needed God's help in putting that Chinese furniture together, dude. (laughs) Because it didn't make sense, right? That's why y'all had to take it apart two or three times to get this shelf in, because you did, you know, those directions were in Chinese and didn't make sense, right? You needed God's strength. So anything God has created for you to do, you need his might. He's got a reservoir of might. So don't ever say, oh, I can't do that, I can't. Go for it. Say, God, listen. Hey, I think it was Francis Chan that said this, right, Rena? You're a Francis Chan fan. A prayer or something like this, like, God, hook me up with things to do today that if you don't show up, I'm an utter failure. I, I misquoted that, but that's it. How many of y'all would be willing to pray that? Hook me up with things to do today that if you don't show up, I'd be an utter failure. Or how many of y'all want to say, all right, God, just let me be able to have, let me be able to do what I can do. God's got a a, a whole reservoir of might he wants you to tap into, but you can't tap into it until you do what he wants you to do. Step out. And I do believe that's as far as we're supposed to go. I do believe that's the message God, the Holy Spirit. You know how many people have been praying for this message, man? I'm just saying, that's what you're supposed to hear today. I don't know what it is, but if you don't know what it is, you better start praying. (laughs) Start asking God what it is. But just be alert and awake as to what the next thing is. But again, here, here, here we finish it up. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings. We've got a spigot in heaven. And we've got a Holy Spirit that wants to get it down to us. And we've got Christ who has connected us and allowed that spigot to be turned on to us. What are you? What am I? What are you guys? The nozzle. And the nozzle's not supposed to be giving yourself a shower. It's supposed to be doing what? Squirting everyone else with God's goodness. Amen. So what's got to happen? If you're not connected to God, this ain't for you. But if you want to be connected to God and he's giving you a desire to be connected to him right now, dude, jump in. Because when you get to be part of all of this, this is a pretty cool thing. And you've got limited time left to be a part. Because one day God's going to stop that rambler. And we're all going to get out in paradise and have a blast. But then that rambler goes off the cliff to hell. And that's not God's plan for you. And I'm here to tell you that today. But you're the only one who can give your life to Christ. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for being clear and showing me that this is what we're supposed to know father i pray that whatever we face today that we think about that reservoir of might that you have and father we don't shy away from anything coming we we don't carelessly go into it but instead we become closer to you we draw near to you father we we kill crucify the flesh so that we can just hear from you, knowing that we need everything we have from you to be able to pull this off. Father, help us not to live a level of, at a level of mediocrity like we have in the past, but help us to be a part of things that are so supernatural that only you could get blamed. Father, I pray that you would give each of us things today that if you don't come through, and you don't show up, that it's another failure. And even at that, Father, we would turn to you and watch you make beauty out of ashes. Watch you resurrect it so we don't make that mistake again. Can't wait to see what you're going to do, Father. We love you only because you loved us first. And we can't wait for that rambler to stop and us to get out of paradise. But help us, as Paul said, to make the most of this time that you have for us to live in by representing you in the back seat and I pray for these things in Jesus name